0: D twenty Radio, where gamers roll.
1: Um,
2: since this is a one shot, I don't think I'll do a lot of like character digging. Normally, I'd like to ask prompts of the characters for you guys to kind of figure out a little bit more who they are. Um, but that's not really the goal of this game, so um, I don't think we'll go into that too much. Um, So we're just going to hop right in then. So Mayberry is a bustling island metropolis nestled deep in the Great Lakes, seeped in old world traditions. A popular tourist destination. But it's when the temperature drops and the north wind begins howling through the city and the island is blanketed in a deep snow that people from around the world flock to your city. Those in charge have exploited this, creating a winter wonderland decorated with festival lights, multiple different events, ice skating parks, concerts, and so much more to milk all the money that they can. But the main attraction is Santa Fest, two weeks of tourists dressed in Santa regalia, doing bar crawls, party competitions, swarming the city and being a general nuisance. Needless to say, the locals hate this time of year. So we find those guys. Donnie, Peter, Victor, and EJ sitting around their favorite table in the back of the gatekeeper's inn. The smells of mulled wine and festival stews, the warmth of a blazing fire, and the soft sounds of a bard uh, playing gentle holiday music protect those in the room from the world outside. So each of you tell me a way that this area has been decorated to make it
3: more festive. I was thinking about this earlier after I read it in the meeting. Uh, So
4: the owner knows that there is a propensity for some weird happenings around here. And he's always been a fan of uh, Halloween as well. So he has a, life-size bella lugosi uh standing in a corner with a santa beard and
3: santa hat stand I mean, watching everyone
2: i have no idea what a bella lugosi is a he's lugosi the guy was who was the, the original
3: I know. This is the one your...
4: he
2: was dracula right. oh got it um I think there might actually be a real live Dracula who is just in Santa gear and is like the Santa of the
3: tavern then. That works. And is just kind of going around, handing out some holiday treats. I love that. Alright.
2: Steve, what do you got?
1: I'd say there's probably just like um, the like plastic stringer wreaths that you buy the whole string of like you know fake christmas tree stuff i think it's just sort of like haphazardly strung throughout like there's a piece that's definitely hanging on you know you could see the end just hanging down
2: it kind of looks like someone just got, like almost didn't even unclump it from last year but just kind of like threw it up just to get it up and it was tangled
1: and, it, they got mad
2: uh, 100% 100%
0: i was thinking that this is more of a towny bar and perhaps it's done up a little bit like a reindeer hunting lodge
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) you know like as sort of a well look we like that it makes money but we're all sick of this so let's hunt the reindeer
2: yeah, I like yeah. that idea too, because, you know, especially where this is supposed to be like a little bit occulty, kind of like the Towny occult bar, um, that definitely plays into like the, you know, the uh, winter solstice as well as things like. Uh, Odin traditions around hunting and hosting and all that stuff. So, yeah, definitely think there's a lot of like animal antlers and probably like reindeer that are kind of like magically animated that people can like shoot at with toys and stuff. Yeah, I think that's, think awesome. that's
4: awesome. Oh, you, you what you could do with one of the deer heads, just uh, paint the nose red so it's a reindeer hunting
2: lodge, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Uh, what do you got, Ricky? Um,
5: I was thinking that they're that they have a, a little plastic Christmas tree, like on, like on at the bar. They can't use a real Christmas tree because you know vampires potentially like stab themselves on on it or could be used against them. So that it's like you got that. There's also a Yule log in the actual fireplace. Love it.
2: Well, you know, and there's also a lot of people that aren't necessarily great with their magic. So if they had a real tree, it's definitely a fire hazard. So yeah, so we kind of see our group sitting in the back of the room by this roaring fireplace, you know, this very gaudy kind of hunting lodge type feeling, uh, occult uh, tavern in many ways. And that's kind of riding out the tourist bonanza that's happening around them. When suddenly the door bursts open and a gust of cold, snowy air penetrates into the room, shocking those who had been lulled into comfort. Looking up, you see Detective Draven, who fixates on your table before rushing over, grabbing one of your drinks and downing it in one gulp, and looking pained that he's having to come to you guys for help. A Santa has been found dead. But it's not human. It's made of ooze. And just looking disgusted that he has to say these next words, especially looking directly at Donnie
3: and talking through clenched teeth. I need your help. How do you guys respond to this? Always happy to help, Detective.
0: Sometimes you just need those guys. Yeah. And let
2: me let me tell you how excited I am that I have to come to you, of all people,
3: for help, especially during this godforsaken week. I was going to drink that. I needed it more. I can't believe I'm in this place again. I can't believe I'm talking to you,
2: Donnie, again, after all you've done to me. But you're... I, you, and he puts his head in his hands... You're my only hope.
0: Well, look, you know, I know can find out what Mrs. Wisniewski got at the
3: grocery this afternoon if I really want to. So what do you know that we need to know? Yeah. Jerry Strader, the assistant DA, has been
2: found dead at his desk. You know, we just thought it was the the usual stuff. Just, you know, overworking maybe a little cocaine or something to help him go in and you know it's a busy time of year but when we came to examine the body well it it, it was all ooze there was no blood there was no i, I it, it's not human my coroner is freaking out right now cuz he
3: can't figure out what it is
0: so you're saying the DA was ooze all along i'm saying i, I mean, got slime no is one thing but
2: I mean, we always knew that the DA was slime, but I didn't realize he wasn't actually human
0: before. So this happened, what, at the courthouse?
2: He's in his office building adjacent to the courthouse right now. You know, we think he maybe was working on something, but honestly, we don't know. I don't know if this is him. I don't know if this has always been him. We, You know, he's got no liver. We can't measure liver temp. We can't figure out how long he's been dead for.
0: Well, um
2: you think you guys can come take a look? Maybe you guys can figure out something? I know you guys kind of do stuff in that spooky world.
3: Just kind of turn and look at the rest of the crew with, you know, that, that look of, well, what do you think?
5: How much is it worth, Detective?
3: I mean, we can do the normal rates. I mean, I guess it is Santa Fest, so maybe some hazard pay we can throw on top.
5: I don't know, boys. It's really comfy here.
3: Donnie, come on. You owe me, man. Remember that thing you did
2: to me? I'm I mean, like, come on. You're in my debt. And this isn't even that big an ask. I'm offering to pay you money. Uh, and money. You guys
3: clearly need some money. I mean Okay, look, but uh what Go oh. oh. Go ahead uh Peter. Look, uh, this is my thought. Um, why don't we go look at the dead guy?
1: I can see what Yuri know. Um, my informant, maybe he knows
3: something on the street. But, uh, dead guys, you know, money. I like those things.
2: I mean, that's why I thought really of like those guys. Day. Like, this is what you guys do, right? Like, you know, this is what we, we've worked together in the past. I, I figured this would be right up your alley.
4: I mean, he could throw in settling our outstanding bar tab to, uh, as a Christmas
2: gesture to round it all hey. out. Hey, I, I, I know how much this Donnie drinks, all right? Like, I only got so much of a budget here. Maybe I can make some parking tickets go away. I've heard some things about a van with a dragon on the side. I know I I can I can take care of parking tickets,
3: but bar, bar tab I ain't got that kind of cash. Are you Are you even old enough to be in here drinking? I, I of course I. Like, uh, EJ, isn't that your name? EJ. Yep. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm twenty four. to what my license uh, yeah. has said for at least five years now.
2: That's what I thought. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Is is your van working right now? Could you guys drive yourself, or do you need me to give you a lift?
3: No, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll come along. But you gotta, you know. Obviously, we gotta get in the building, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll let the I'll let the beat cop out front let know that you're coming, and is uh he's got like a walkie talkie. Starts squawking. He pulls it out. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I got it. Yeah, no, no. no. Hey, guys, look, I got to go. These stupid Santa Claus people are driving me up a freaking wall, right? These dumb asses can't even figure out how to walk down a street without getting in traffic and doing some dumb stuff. I can't, I can't even believe they did this. Drive me crazy. Um, but they'll know you're coming, all right? Um, and he's going to turn. He's going to pick up another drink from the
3: table down it and just like, I hate this fucking week. And he's going to take off out the door. He's an ass, you know that?
5: Yes, yes he is.
3: But hell, more favors they owe us the better, right? Money's <sighs> always good too. Well, yeah. So, uh... What do you say we go see what's
0: what? Eh? Maybe some of you, you types can figure something out from from the scene, and uh, I'll do some reaching out while we're on the way over
3: and, uh, you know, or put some feelers out. Let's put it that way. And let's go. Cool. Um, so uh, I'm assuming that you guys are all just going to
2: pile into EJ's van. Is that accurate? Cool. Um. So you guys are all going to pile in. You know, there's basically just a sea of Santa Clauses. And they're just like wandering all over the place. They're just doing whatever the heck they want. So it's a very annoying trip down to the courthouse district. You know, you basically have to honk the horn multiple times. People are all over the place. Um, But eventually you pull up outside the courthouse and there's this beautiful marbled stairs leading up to just gorgeous columned uh, courthouse. And off to the side, there's this very nice, almost Victorian type, almost mansion, but that's where all of the legal offices are. And there's a lot of snow all over the place. So, but you're able to find a parking space. The police have actually saved you one. Um, and you see this yellow tape kind of around the entrance to the office building, and there is a beat cop standing there.
3: Ah, oh, Officer Bar Brady. Can you pick names I can say?
5: Barbrady? Barb Brady. uh from South Park. Barbary. All
3: right,
0: I never have to say anything.
2: Yeah? Wait, wait. we know each other? Um, cool. Um, Oh, uh, I, I'm sorry. I forget you're your name. What's your name again? To come down. Oh, Victor. oh, oh, you're those guys. Got it. I was told to expect you. I'm supposed to let you into the crime scene. It's pretty weird.
5: Weird's what we do, unfortunately.
2: Good, because it's not what I do. You know, this is not what I wanted for a Christmas gig. I'm just going to put it out there. It's kind of weird in there. Um, But uh, just, just, I just have to keep track of everyone who's going. Who are you guys again?
3: Victor.
0: Those
2: Victor? I, I, I'm sorry. I need specific names. Like, I can write those guys, but I'm going to have to write down, like, everyone in the group just because they like to keep track of who goes to the crime scene. So, uh, Victor and...
0: EJ, Peter, and Donnie.
2: Cool. It's nice meeting you guys. Uh, is there anything I can do to help you out?
0: Yeah. Let us in out the cold.
2: Sounds good. All right. He lifts up the tape, let you guys in. Um, so you're going to go inside. You're going to make your way up to a corner office with just this beautiful view out over this just snow-covered park. There's lights everywhere. They've actually made an ice skating rink. And there's a lot of Santas just skating around. And there's actually a couple, there's a band playing. You know, There's just this festivities everywhere. They're really just trying to draw in all of the tourists that they can. And uh, the the door to this office has tape, uh, yellow caution tape again across it. Uh, but there's a cop there who just lifts it and waves you guys in. You go through like a vestibule, secretary's office, before you enter the main office where, you, where you're able to be by yourselves. Um, So you can talk here un-overheard. Uh, that didn't make sense. You guys can talk here without being listened to. So um, since this is your guys' first time kind of playing Monster of the Week, Um, What we're going to be doing here is you really, it's more of a you do it and I tell you if you make a roll or not type scenario. So a lot of times what's going to happen is you're going to say, cool, like I'm going to look through the room trying to find blah or I'm going to examine the body or I'm going to try to pick up some magical senses. Um, And I'm either going to say like, hey, your character would be able to spot these things or I'm going to say, all right, we need to make a roll for that. And the roles are most likely going to be um, investigate a mystery uh, or read a bad situation. Uh, that said, you could potentially go try to find one of the cops or one of the potential witnesses around here. And that could be a manipulate someone role as well, kind of depending on how your character would approach the situation. So as you enter the room, there's this beautiful desk. Um, it's kind of angled so that as you walk in, you're facing it. But there's also just gorgeous windows out the side. So the person has a great view of these parks. And there's just this body slumped over the desk. There's a knife in the side of the throat. And it's just the way it's bending, It does, there's almost no bones in the body. Um, you can tell that it's just like all limp noodle over the desk. It just doesn't look quite. And it almost looks kind of saggy a little bit. It's like if you started letting air out of an air mattress,
3: how it just looks wrong. It has that appearance to it as well.
5: What do we smell?
3: Yeah. Um, so you smell,
2: it smells like peppermint and pine trees. But you don't see any of those things in the room.
5: Is there a candle or anything like that?
2: Uh, No, so uh, Ricky is looking around the room, sorry, Victor is looking around the room, kind of examining, moving stuff on the shelves. You know, there's that annoying lawyer wall of books that, you know, they never, ever look at. Um, And you're just looking everywhere. You check the outlets for scents. You look for, like, things. And you can't find any potpourri. You can't find anything. And as you're kind of moving around the room, the closer you get to the body, the stronger the scent. So what are other people doing? Um I can't tell if EJ is on wireless headphones or not, so I don't know if they're still paying attention. So Peter or Donnie, what are you guys kind of doing as you enter this crime scene room?
0: I think Donnie actually kind of pulls off to the side and pulls out his flip phone and starts like sending out some well, for the time quick text, you know. Like he's he's a very proficient flip phone texter. Um,
2: 100% <clears throat> Knows all of like the that, quick tech.
0: And, you know. um, and just kind of trying to send out some feelers to people he knows to see if there was ever any scuttlebutt about this guy being not human or special or, you know, ties from this guy to weird stuff other than maybe any just, you know, he handled a case or something. But even that, possibly.
2: Love it. Um, so you know, that's gonna take a little bit of time for people to get back to you. Um, but I'm gonna tell you what they get back to you with, but it's gonna take you like 10, 15 minutes to kind of like be sending out all these texts and getting responses. Mm-hmm. So you get messages back from several different uh sectors. So, you know, you have some legit contacts, you have some shady contacts, you have some occult contacts. Um, and what you kind of get back is is that this person was vanilla. Um, they didn't really know about the occult world, but all of them are saying within the last week, this person started acting very abnormal. Their normal kind of uh, political leanings were very different. They were making weird rulings. They were implementing weird policies. They basically just seemed to become a different person. They looked, they sounded, they talked appropriately, but something was off in the last week. And you kind of get, like, different versions of that from multiple different sources. So you're able to piece that together. So cool. Okay. While, while Donnie is kind of texting, um, it's really weird for me, old Steve, that you're the one doing all this texting. Just going to throw that out there, Mr. I-Can't-Use-Technology. Um, <laughs> what, is, um, what is Peter doing in this space?
1: So I, I think the first thing he does is... Um... He's gonna go ahead and 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 ready himself. He's gonna pull out like, um, just this black cigarette stick in his mouth. You're just gonna see the smoke sort of emanate up around his eyes, and he's basically just using his sight to look around the room, but focusing in on where the body is.
2: Oh, I love that. Um, I think that's yeah, that's so cool. Um, can you make me a roll? It's gonna be a weird check. But I'm gonna but it's gonna be an investigate a mystery, if that makes sense.
1: Okay, so just walk me through this then.
2: Sure. So um, you're gonna roll basically two d6s and you're gonna add whatever your weird value is.
3: Okay. Plus Okay. And you are trying to roll above a seven. But the higher the roll, the better. All right. Do you have the dice roller in? Oh, I'm typing the wrong thing. <laughs> uh. Oh, is it? It's just 2D6 plus yeah, two d six. Yeah, I'm being
1: dumb. <laughs>
2: Skin of your teeth. Skin of your teeth. Perfect. So what happens is on Investigate a Mystery, on a 7 to 9, you basically get to choose one question you ask me, and I answer. If you rolled a 10 or higher, you get two questions. So um, the questions that are typically asked, but if you come up with a different one, and I feel that it's not like asking too much, we can go with it. But the typical questions are, what happened here? What sort of creature is this? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? Um, That was probably too much to take in orally. Uh, no, that's, did,
1: I, I sort of get what you? you're saying. Uh, um, so I get to ask one question because basically I have one over success. Okay, great. Correct. Um, On the list of sort of suggested questions, I'm just going to steal it. What happened here? Perfect. What, what can I tell what happened here?
2: Love it. All right. So what you see happen, so the smoke kind of coalesces over your eyes and you're able to kind of see the past almost in smoky haze. And you see that this individual kind of be, was speaking to themselves This isn't who you are. What what are you doing? Uh, Who am I? What? No. And you see him kind of actually cut his wrist with the knife. And he sees ooze drip out. This. No, I won't become a puppet. No, I won't do this. And you see him then shove the dagger into
3: his neck. And he drops dead. So while uh, Peter is smoking
2: this. Did you say it was a cigar? I'm sorry, it was a cigarette. You said a black.
1: Yeah, just like a black cigarette, cigar, whatever you. You want. don't care what it is? Yeah, okay. it doesn't yeah. really matter.
2: Got it. Um, so you see him p- kind of puffing, smoke comes out, and instead of drifting up, co- is hovering over his eyes, and you kind of see this glow as they're looking around the room, and it's kind of you get the sense that they're there, but they're not quite
3: there at the same time. Uh, what is EJ doing? e j is
4: not so sure what to make of all this that poking at the guy's like wrist and watching things jiggle like hmm.
3: I don't think I'm gonna be able to eat the jello casserole my mom makes this year <laughs> Cool. He's per- he's perplexed. He's he's pondering uh, what he's going to order for his next pizza. Gotcha. Uh, cool. And uh,
2: Victor, is there anything more specific you're kind of doing in this room?
5: I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the dagger. The dagger.
2: Cool. Um. So I need you to make me an investigate a mystery
3: roll. So that's a sharp roll. So you're going to roll 2d6 and add your sharp modifier. All right, one second. Got a 7. Gotcha. Um, So the questions are, uh, what happened here? What
2: sort of creature is this? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Um, I think probably what is being concealed here is the most appropriate for you examining this specific knife. But if there's a specific thing you were hoping to learn, you're more than welcome to pose that question. And I don't mind answering it if it's not
5: too much. What's being concealed here is is probably the best option.
2: Gotcha. So um, what you see is that um, you, sorry, your background is monsters. Perfect. Okay. Um so um you kind of are sniffing near the body and you smell this weird scent and it's almost like something was tethering this person to somewhere else. And you get the sense that this knife is actually really powerfully magical. It's actually a bronze dagger that has some hieroglyphs or you know ancient script on its blade. And it looks like they've more almost like they
3: were trying to cut something coming out of their neck than necessarily slash their neck by itself.
2: And now that I'm saying this, um, Peter, as you're still kind of examining the body and looking more specifically at the wound, you almost see as the cut happens in the flashback, you see that there actually was this solid tether. And it actually looks can- like a candy cane color. That was going off from this individual somewhere else, and you see when they go to cut themselves, they're severing
3: that tether and killing themselves in the same moment. And I, I think the cop is just gonna kind of glance at him and be like,
2: hey guys, uh, Need anything? Just checking in. Have you guys learned anything? Anything I'd be helpful with?
5: Coffee, black.
2: Got it. Can do.
1: Bagel, Ooh. cream
2: cheese, or are you just a coffee guy?
1: And I think Peter, as he says that, is going to turn around and with the sight, so he can see the like. Oh, hey,
2: and, uh, bagel that, would be nice, dude. You know your eyes are doing something, yeah, man, yeah, Like bagel
1: would be nice.
2: Got it. I'm going now because that <laughs> that's, mm, that's going to haunt me. So yeah. <laughs> Coffee bagel, I'm out the door unless you guys tell me something real quick.
0: Just a coffee.
3: Cool. Large large jalapeno and anchovy. Right. That's not gonna happen. I'm out
2: though. And the the cop is gonna just like step out and you hear him like just hey, I need someone to cover for me. Like, yeah. Uh I just I'm not even I can't even say what I just saw, but I, I'm doing a quick run. Uh cool. Yeah. Bye. All right. So you guys have each now individually learned a lot of information, but at this point, haven't shared any with the rest of the group. So do any of you guys feel comfortable kind of in character, starting a discussion about what you're finding?
0: I think Donnie kind of, you know, was kind of out in like the the receptionist area, actually, you know, kind of went off to the side to do his thing. And he comes around into the doorway and goes, well, uh, I got a
5: little info back, what the rest of you find. This knife is bronze, which is uncommon for it to be to be this nice looking at this point, and it's got a script on it. Uh, what language? Do it, it's like, do I do I see that it is? Um, is? Is it hieroglyphics? Is it like runes? What 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 situation?
2: I don't care. Um, why don't you pick one that you think uh, Ricky would have experienced in their long life?
5: Uh, Victor would definitely have experienced. Uh, definitely, yeah. These are these are runes. Okay, this is odd. Uh, and he basically he takes some gloves and pulls it out, shows it to, the, to everyone, and goes. This is used to to sever astral
3: projection tethers. Okay, that's some weird shit, but, uh, see, my people tell me
0: that, uh, about a week ago he started acting weird, like he wasn't himself, like he looked like it, he sounded like it, but, you know, we started talking all crazy again, you know, like his his daily coffee would have changed,
3: that kind of stuff. Like, it just wasn't and him. He's possessing. I'm sorry, I didn't make this clear.
2: He started acting weird right at the beginning of Santa Fest. You guys are a week into Santa Fest, um, and the winter solstice is the ending of Santa Fest. Okay.
0: So, yeah, you know, my people tell me it all started, like, the same time as the whole big shindig, you know?
2: I know Santa
4: Fest really makes people act like different kinds of people sometimes, but this is a little more. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, look, he's a local, right? He's like the rest of us. We're like, okay, yeah, we like the money, but damn, you know. What about you, Pete?
1: Uh, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. Um, first off, which I don't think shocks anybody, we know he was murdered, right? We understand that. Well, uh, I most can assuade, people don't stab
0: himself in the neck. Well, yes,
1: I can assuade any other argument on that one. Um, he was. There's a lot. Uh, one of the big things is that uh, he was really arguing with the person that did it uh, that he didn't want to go back he didn't want to be a puppet
3: um, from there oh, yeah it, there's it's just
1: a lot but you know, from there that's when they got in the tussle he got
0: laid out
3: I don't know what to tell you Okay, so, so wait—are you saying there was somebody else in the office? Yes, I couldn't get a look at them, but yes. Okay. So, uh, do we see any signs of that
0: person? Is anybody? If any? Like, I was looking up information, but I'll go take a look. Where? He was stabbed. So they was over on this side of him and Donnie will go over and even though he's really not that much of an investigator, I don't think, Mm -hmm. uh, try and see if there's any sort of.
1: Yeah. Like Peter will guide you around the the room.
2: Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Um, so why don't we do this? Why don't you go ahead and make a sharp roll? So two D six plus your sharp. And since you're getting guidance from Peter, Who's still kind of in this astral third eye state is going to be able to guide you a little bit, and that's that, and that's where the plus one will come
3: from. In addition to my plus one from Sharp, or correct, so it's plus two. Correct. Mm, nine. Nice. Okay,
2: so that means you get to ask one question um again this is kind of the investigative mystery tree so the typical questions are what happened here what sort of creature is it uh what uh can it do what can hurt it where'd it go what was it going to do and what is being concealed here and feel free to kind of like improv a little bit around those base of questions too if there's something more specific you're interested in
0: well i'm thinking what makes sense given what i was doing is really more of the you know what was it, you know, because we, I mean, Steve is assuming if he got stabbed in the left side of his neck, that the stabber was likely to his left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we gotcha. we kind of know where we already know what, so I'm thinking more is, you know, what was it? And in the, you know, are there shoe prints, strips of goo, something like that.
2: Got it, perfect. Um, so I have a question for you and your character, um, because I think we were kind of saying Donnie's kind of aware of the occult but not like fully in the occult Um, this there is a monster involved here. Is Donnie going to know a lot of different stuff, or should I describe it in more like a vanilla way that has to then go and be researched?
0: I think Donnie is aware that weird stuff is out there, okay. but his skills in his investigator are largely due to him watching a lot of police procedurals. So
3: <laughs> got it's it.
0: more like, Hey, got it. what's that? And he points to a spot on the floor or something got like it. that. Got
2: it. So um, as you kind of walk around and, you, and Peter is kind of describing the events that he's able to witness, you start really realizing that, there wasn't physically another person in the room, that this person was almost arguing with themselves and almost not in control of their own body. So you get the sense that this person was kind of arguing to themselves, but there there was something external to them. It was more of a ghost, a spirit, something external, but not physically present. And you get the sense that that thing is what the tether was too. So when you went to what the person was trying to do is severing their connection to that entity.
0: So look, uh, I know you see what you see, Pete, right. But like, it doesn't look like there wasn't nobody here. Is it, could there be like, like with all the the spooky stuff, right. Can, can there be stuff that's there, but ain't there. And like you're trying to argue with it and, and get away from it. Does it work that way?
3: uh um i i I, uh (sighs) and
0: also you know who i think we ought to we ought to have ian take a look at that knife down at steve's
1: yeah that probably would be best as he sort of like his eyes come back to normal and the smoke stops
3: um real
2: quick before that happens um Part of this is you guys just don't know the system very well, so I do want to just present options. If they don't work for you guys, please feel free to ignore. I also just want to acknowledge that you guys can also improv a little bit. Like, obviously, don't blow up the moon on me, but, you know, if you guys want, like, Steve, you're more than welcome to be like, yeah, this is how it works. Like, I'm okay with you doing stuff like that um but peter y- you would be able to make a potential magic check in this situation to try to grasp some of these more mystical, magical things that are going on. Okay. if you feel well, like then... your character would do that or be inclined to do that. I don't I'm not trying to force you there. just yeah, wanna acknowledge options
1: that that's i was trying I'm sorry. I was trying to pull what I could maybe do, yeah, but yeah, no, th- I think that's what he would do. I think he would like try to commune with Yuri and be like. What do you know about this?
2: oh, cool, okay. um, so you're going more to Yuri than necessarily like engaging the magic of the space around you
1: well, um, I, I think whatever magically that entails, you know what I mean? like having honestly,
2: a- whatever the heck you want, sir, you have a lot think, of options.
1: I think it would i think it takes a little bit of magic to actually commune with Yuri. Cool. I think most of the time it's not like venom. it's not like he just has him on command. It's more like he has to like reach out to that side of things
2: got it i don't know if you guys have watched teresi uh the netflix uh tv show really good uh filipino flavored um constantine story but she has a demon on speed dial and so she has to like call him anytime she wants help and if it's too big and ask like it costs you know like she has to give stuff so cool go ahead make me a weird roll that is a thirteen. Holy crap. All right. um you can find out a lot um with that. So do you want to role play an interaction with Yuri?
1: Uh, or what would yeah. your preference be? Well, I think just yeah, let's well we'll do a little bit, but basically, I think all all that really happens is like for the rest of the for the rest of the party or whoever's in the scene just sort of see like a big puff of smoke engulf around me and I'm just basically gone in that puff of smoke as far as you can see yeah Um I love that and I think it's basically just like
3: Peter standing in front of this giant you know demon going what do you know about this I know you saw it what do you know
1: I
2: know many things, but as you know, I don't just
3: do stuff for free. What do you have to offer? Um... Is, is that a new brand of cigar that you're smoking? It, ooh, it's it smells lovely. Yeah. Those are expensive. You want one? I... Very much
2: would like one, yes. Um And do you hand him one, or does
1: he take the one out of your mouth? I I, I reach in the pocket, open up, and it, as I as I pull out of my pocket, it's a little cigar holder. It only has two slots.
2: <laughs> oh, one of those. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, and you very reverently because you know uh, Yuri, being a smoke demon, particularly loves anything that produces fun exotic smoke or incense or steam so it takes it and like smells it oh this this is a beautiful where did you get this from
1: uh the the, the
2: bodega on 42nd but anyway oh oh the oh I, I have to go there sometime but i'm so sorry um yes ask me uh what happened here yes um
3: well uh what do you know about the Ublix? You know, th- the slime demons, the ooze demons? Okay. Um,
1: not much, so... Oh, got it.
2: Um, well, this is this is such a nice cigar. Uh, so basically, uh, there is... Well, how to describe it? Let's call it a breeder. It's basically a monster that feeds on thoughts and emotions and memories, and as it devours its prey, it's able to produce a ooze clone of that person who then goes out and tries to recruit more people to come to it and it devours more, produces more ooze clones. And it's this continual cycle. It lives off of those memories and knowledges of the the people that it devours.
1: Okay. Okay. Um and
2: this is a clone that you got right in front of you.
1: Right. So this was a news clone. And so we need to find the breeder because the original dude is being eaten by the breeder. Yes. Got
2: it. My, my guess would be recently this happened. This clone is not a particularly old one.
1: About like a week ago-ish.
2: Whoa, you're really good at this. How'd you know that? Uh, you know. Anyways. Um, magic. Magic's a pretty cool thing, isn't it?
1: Well, friends. Friendship is magic, you know. Ooh, that is very festive of you. Anyways. um, <laughs> So, yeah. uh, No, I'll be going now. Thank you. Uh, I think uh, that's... So as he starts
2: disappearing, you kind of hear him kind of like, because this was such a good cigar, be careful, it wants to summon the you don't quite catch the end of it all right
1: uh and i go back and just relay that as best i can back to the crew
2: yeah so um i think peter suddenly like all the smoke around them just like disappears like doesn't dissipate it's just suddenly gone and you see peter standing there a cigar in their mouth is now extinguished and is able to say you know hey guys um yeah, so looks like we're dealing with a rare monster. It's called an Ublix, an O B L E X, and it devours thoughts and memories and produces clones of its victims, who go out and try to harvest
3: more people for it to then eat their memories of. So what you're saying
5: is there's more of these. They could be everywhere.
1: What I'm saying is, is there's actual people in trouble, and these aren't the important thing.
0: True. Well, I got two questions. Uh, well. I got two minutes. Well, okay, look, right. Uh, Vic, you said that that dagger, right? It, it does things with this, this stuff, right? Yes. So,
1: severs every- the astral ties. He's killing the Obel-
0: Okay, well, look, uh, everybody told me this guy uh, <clears throat> Jerry, right he was just a normal dude, like he didn't have no ties to anything, nothing like that. So how'd he end up with this? but two, is that something we're gonna need to like deal with this thing?
1: I well, I would take the day. I would take it. um no what what's going on here is uh, straight up, that thing feeds off
3: people. So he may not have made a raw deal. It's just hungry. Okay. All
0: right. So we got to, what, what do we go to his house and see if it's shacked up in the basement or something?
1: Tell you what I know. I, I, uh, we got to maybe that might be the answer, but I ain't that guy.
3: This is just the beginnings of So just to step
2: in here to help guide you guys a little bit, just because it's a new system. Um, And if this isn't helpful, let me know, and I can stop doing it. But this is why I had you guys build out different locations and people within the city, because this is where you can potentially go to people to ask them about stuff. So like earlier, you brought up Steve's Emporium of Lost Goods. Like, he totally would be able to help you give you more answers about maybe the knife, where it came from, what can it really do. Um, you know, going to Polly's Pierogies, they have a lot of rumors, so that might also give you some insights. Blue Jay Car Wash, you know, they're the magical healing. So they might be more aware of certain magical maladies that are running around. Or even going back to the Gatekeeper Inn, just because that's kind of one of the gathering points for the occult world, might be more aware of what's going on as well. Um, And then there's Abraham, the dark master of the occult tech. You know, you could try to talk to his company because if anything's in here eating people, it's going to be affecting them. Um, There is Morgan who is the detective uh, for Avalon um, that would potentially be aware of. So this is kind of where you guys start looking at where do you go to gather more data. Um, what I will say is this guy was, consu- was consumed. This was the clone that was made. Um, so the, the brain, if you will, or the, the ooblick isn't
3: necessarily like at his home because it's consuming a lot of people and pulling more people in. So we're going to get somewhere to take a look at this knife. Got it. I
0: feel like that's somewhere to start, right? I mean, hell, chances are that kind of stuff. If it comes into this town, probably came through Steve's. Probably. Or, well, yeah, we let's all hop in it.
4: the van. I got some leftover pizza waiting for
2: us. Uh, yeah, and have. I just want to be clear. Uh, can Victor carry this knife since that's their... Sent, you know, this is the thing that they're sensitive well,
5: to. Well, it, it, remember we we changed that to Dark Master. He doesn't.
2: Oh no, nope, I forgot that. My bad. I did not correct that section of my chart. And. Now that we're like an hour into this, if we're also recording and going to broadcast this, we are going to need to do character intros at some point as well. So um, people think about how they want to introduce their characters so we can put that bit at the beginning of the recording so people have any idea what the heck is going on. Perfect. All right. Um, so you guys are going to walk out just as the cop is walking up with uh, two coffees and a bagel and cream cheese. And it's just got this giant tin of anchovies um, for you, EJ. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, sir, um, I'm just going to put the coffee uh, here and here and the bagel way over here for you to take because I don't want to get near you. And here's your large anchovy. Yeah, cool. We're good. Are you good? Like, I, I'm just telling you we're good because I don't want to deal with you guys anymore. Smoky eyes was scary.
5: We're fine. Thank you, Detective.
2: No problem. Should I keep? I'm going to keep watching the room. I'm going to stay here and watch it. If you need to come back, you know, call me ahead so I can go on my break. All right. Thank you.
0: All right. Give me your number.
2: Cool. Hands you a business card. All right. So you guys are able to make your way outside. It's actually started snowing a little bit. Somehow there's more Santa Clauses, and they're just staggering everywhere. They're just in the way, making a mess, knocking trash cans over. Uh, Two of them are, like, leaning against the van. Like, it's just, they're just horribly everywhere.
3: What do you guys do? It's a shame that Santa can't afford better than Schlitz and Rolling Rock. Uh,
2: so you guys make your way to the van. I'm guessing, kind of load up and take off. Um, so where are you going?
0: I think we were headed to, to
5: Steve's. Steve's.
2: You're gonna yeah. go Steve's Emporium.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, perfect. All right, so you guys kind of wind your way through the town. You know, you know the streets well enough. How to avoid the really like. Bar heavy, partying heavy, like where all the people are sprawling. So you're able to make moderately good time in this snowy kind of afternoon. What is uh, Steve's Emporium of
3: Lost Goods? What does it look like? I don't know. I was kind of picturing it as sort of.
0: Almost your classic kind of rundown pawn shop, maybe either like a like a like a low kind of wide cement block building with probably like glass block windows in the front, just a a sign over the top that's maybe got a bulb or two out behind it, so like the top third of it doesn't really shine through the lexan, you know, that's got the the printed sign stuff on it.
2: Hundred percent. So this store looks like it's been here for a hundred years. You know, there's a couple like old guitars and maybe like a really old TV in one of the windows, but like it's not been dusted in a
3: while. Cool. Uh are all of you guys going in? Sure, I am. Yeah. Cool. All right, so you guys walk in, and
2: the inside is rather sparse. You know, It's a big space, there are things there, but it's not that like crammed pack feeling that you get when you walk into a pawn shop or a Goodwill even. Um, You know, there's some nice stuff on the wall, there's some really crappy stuff on the wall, and behind the counter, there's just the oldest person you have ever seen. You can't tell if it's male, you can't tell female, you can't tell. Anything about them, just that they are ancient. And they're just kind of, you know, just leaning on the counter, staring out the window. There's like a couple Christmas lights, you know, only like two of them actually work that are blinking. The rest of the chain is just out. And they're just looking out the window at the
3: snow. I'm gonna say
0: we know. Is this the, the the normal proprietor, or is this someone who just works the counter?
2: Gotcha. Have you guys been here before?
0: I think we have.
2: Sure. Yeah. Then this
3: this is the owner. This is Steve.
5: Ah, uh, Steven. It's like a, uh, I believe we, it's like my uh, co- my cousin over here has something to talk to you about.
2: I, I, it, it's actually just. St- actually I don't know how to do like a really old voice it's actually just Steve you know Steve
3: not Steven not Stevie Steve
0: well look uh, in any case right you um, look rumor has it that uh, well let's say you handle a lot of the weird things that come into town and
3: uh... I, you know I've been here for a long time
2: and I've made it my business to handle lots of
3: valuable objects, you might say. Yes. Well, look, a um, boy here found uh, found something that, um, well, it looks to be kind of special. And
0: uh, like I said, word on the street is that uh, you know a thing or two about special things and... Uh, Maybe you could tell us something about it, or uh, maybe if it even came through, eh? I
3: mean, you know, it, it was, I could, but what's in it for me? I mean, look, uh, maybe toss you a couple bucks if it's something
0: good. Uh, look, we're just looking for information here right now. We're not looking to, to unload anything at the moment. Ah, Although, I know people who are always looking to find a good price, so I can send them your way.
2: Ah, but you see, knowledge is the true thing of value. So I can't just give you knowledge for nothing. Well, So at this point, you're either going to have to offer something up or try to make a manipulate role to try to talk them into helping you out.
0: Okay. Well, I was actually thinking... um, with my fixer background, hmm. it, it, it specifically goes to buy something, sell something, et cetera. I can actually use charm, um, which I think is, I don't know if it's the same as manipulate or not, but it um, is.
2: It is a charm check for manipulate. Um, so you want to go ahead and make me
3: a charm roll then? Sure. Move my drink and shading my keyboard. Well, aren't you just a
2: charming young man? You are look, just look my you know, type. I would love to help you out.
0: So, you'll kind of either reach over to 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 Victor and like, I'm assuming you know you wrap the thing up in something and just sort of lay it on a counter and you know unfold it.
2: Um. Uh, they pull out a monocular that's just like the thickest thing you've ever seen and they like put it in the eye look at this this is a rare specimen indeed where did you pick this up strapping and you said your name was what again
0: call me donny hey
2: Oh, oh Donny! I, I, why, Donny? this is a lovely specimen,
3: almost as lovely as its owner.
0: Well, uh, its owner, um, well, that's a whole other story.
3: You, you were, you were hoping to learn what about this?
0: Well, let's just say, uh, where we found it. Wasn't a likely spot, so I thought uh, you might have maybe, you know, would come through your place or uh, you might have an idea where, it, how it got where it was.
3: Oh, I, I, see, I see death on
2: this. Uh, so, and recent too. I, I, I don't deal, and puts the dagger down and takes the monocular out. I don't deal in weapons. As you know, Avalon is very strict especially magic ones that are as enchanted as this. You know, these, these this is powerful magic. This is deep magic. Uh, it It is very, very dangerous. Um, I don't deal in anything like this. Um, but perhaps if you'd like to step into the back, I'm, I might have some
0: records or two.
3: Fair enough, fair
0: enough just kind of nodded at at, at Victor
3: um and is going to like struggle
2: to like lift one of those like things on bars where like they flip open so people can get out and it, you know can flip back down is like struggling to lift it
3: oh, all right all right almost a, oh.
2: <laughs> right um come on back then all right um, and it's going to lead you through and this is actually where the majority of the space of the shop is and this is incredibly claustrophobic overpacked, stuffed to the gills um, and it's just like leading you almost through like a maze um, oh yeah just over, over here, over here Yep, yep. And as you're walking, she kind of yanks on like a random cord, and suddenly things like flip up, and you see like lots of different weapons, swords, shields, armor, all kinds of like weaponry. Right. Um, so not saying that it's anything like anything here, because I am not admitting to having anything outlawed by Avalon, but who? yes, uh Avalon.
0: Like I said, and he kind con- Donnie kind of winks and goes, Yeah, like I said, who?
2: Oh, oh! This is why you're my favorite in this group. Yes, yes, yes. Um. Oh, here it is. Um. And is going to pull a dagger that's almost identical to the one that you brought in. Right. That's what I thought. Um. This was a special order, actually. Um. I was able to obtain, of uh, six of these daggers. Um. Uh, but the uh orderer only wanted five. Uh, and this appears to be one of the ones that I sold, actually.
0: So, uh, can you tell us who you sold it to? Like, I, I know...
2: I could, but, you know, I have a reputation to keep. I, I I'm going to need something in exchange.
3: I think Peter, hearing this, is going to sort of saunter over... Um, We could just, you know, not cause issues for you. Um, You see this individual kind of stand up a little straighter, and
2: they tap something on their chest, and you get this sense of energy kind of reverberating off of them. Oh, aren't you just cute? I've been here longer than you've been alive, and you think you're a threat
3: to me. oh, Oh, Donnie, you bring just the most enjoyable people ever. Look, I ain't trying to play no tough with you, okay? Here's the thing, right?
0: Near as we can tell, there's some bad shit about to go down. We're trying to figure it out and keep it from going down.
3: Quite frankly, once it's done, I don't care. We'll bring the damn dagger back to you. You can recover at least four of the daggers. I think we could have a deal. Look at the rest of them. Yeah.
5: Victor nods.
3: Then...
2: Uh, they're gonna pull out a piece of paper, write a name down, fold it up, and hand it to you. Whew. And she's gonna, and they're gonna lean in and kind of whisper to you. Donnie says, "Your friend there is very scary, actually." <laughs> it's a, I almost peed myself a little bit.
0: You don't know the half of it. I I don't think
2: I want to. It's a good thing I have this charm here. Um, Would well, that be all? Because quite frankly, I'd rather go back to my nap.
0: No, I think that's enough for now. Um. You don't, by chance, have any further anything other than a name on this individual, do you? Or am I going to have to look him up in the phone book?
2: I I was able to provide the address that they gave me for delivery of goods. I cannot guarantee that that is where they are located or even live, but it's it's all the information that I have at the moment.
0: Very good, very good. Appreciate. I, it. And, uh...
2: I could do some digging. Um, but that would cost you extra.
0: I think for now you've, you've done more than enough and, uh, we'll see what we can get you in. If I know anyone looking to get rid of some stuff, I'll send them your way.
2: Good. And, And, and please, uh, please, uh, make sure your friend doesn't actually make trouble for me. You know,
3: reputation matters a lot in this town. Don't I know it? Don't I know it? And so, you know, I think at that point, that's you know, as we're walking out the door, unless someone else had something to do So, um,
2: this would be a moment that if you guys wanted to try to collect weapons to use against this thing, um this person might potentially be a connection for that. Um, you know, in this system, especially where it's a one shot, you guys can come up with kind of random stuff that you're willing to offer as payment. Um, as long as it's kind of reasonable and might affect role play, uh, because we're not going to be looking at like continuation, so you don't have to be worried about like tracking finances and stuff. But if you guys
3: aren't there yet, we totally could move on. All right. Um, So I think you guys are going to exit the
2: store, the really flickery, kind of not at all enthusiastic lighting blinking behind you as you all step out. Uh, uh, of the building it's getting darker now your breath you know is hanging before your eyes
3: because it's cold um, and freezing so, so what like once we're
0: out like in a excuse me in the parking lot or getting into the van donnie you know reaches in, gets a piece of paper opens it up looks at it you know um, see what the information is I don't know if you have a plan here, or if I'm supposed to make something up. So I don't want to.
2: It can go either way. I do have a name, but if you have a fun idea, I'm totally down the roll with it.
0: No, no. Well, let's, well, let's give me the name, and and we'll see where I go from there.
2: Got it. So I think it's going to say Mayor Kol- Kowalski. Is that how you say the mayor's name,
0: Was Kowalski?
2: One of you jerks picked a really Polish name. K O W A L. C-Z. What? C-Z-Y-K. Kowalski. Kowalski. Yeah. yeah So on the paper it says Mayor Kowalski and then it has the uh, City Hall's
3: address on it. I think I was that different. You know what? That sounds about right. <laughs> so I think Donnie's eyes get big. He goes, y'all ain't going to believe this. The daggers went to the mayor's office. Well,
5: I mean, politicians, we always know they like to stab people.
3: The mayor has always been known to be pretty shady.
5: So you think the mayor's been
3: uh, possessed too? Well, either that or the mayor had... And I look, I'm just going out on a whim here, but
0: what if the mayor knew something was likely to go down and got these as like a a a, a preemptive thing
3: just in case? Like, I don't know. You know, is the How mayor known to have any sort now? of occult ties?
2: Uh. Last time we established that the mayor's under an evil corporation's thumb, kinda shady, lifetime politician, unclear loyalties. Um,
3: so I would say has a definitely has occult ties. Or could it be someone that works in the mayor's office doing it under the, the name? Very possible. And uh, Donnie, hold on to this. You're going to need it. Was
2: it the dagger you just handed the over? Dagger, yeah. yeah basically
5: okay. Flip it around, hand it over. Cool.
2: Okay. So, Donnie, you now have a magic dagger.
5: Ah, woohoo!
2: A, a magic bronze dagger, right. which seems to
5: work on ooze demons.
2: So, it means you would have ruled the stone. So, as. You guys are standing kind of in this not entirely nice part of town. Um, a group of Santa Clauses kind of start staggering down the street, and you hear just kind of like festive, like weird. It's just like
3: oh, holiday, oh, 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 oh,
2: oh. you know, just really holiday type, like but almost like drunken slurry type noises as they're kind of like just moving
3: around as you guys are talking at the entrance to this shop. Um, so um, EJ, uh, Peter, what are your guys' thoughts of the stuff you just learned? You know, uh, the idea
4: that there might be somebody in the mayor's office but not the mayor is very intriguing because you know everybody knows the mayor's kind of shady and there's this you know with him so if you're doing something in his office but you're not him you're kind of like under his uh, you know you're you're the smaller target you won't be they'll automatically think
3: of him they won't think of you that's possible uh Um I think the 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 bigger issue is it could be the mayor um as one of these projections. So just saying. Well um, yeah. look to, uh it's getting into late evening hours at this point, right? I mean it's winter, so
0: like
2: it gets dark pretty early but it's getting dark so probably like
3: 4 or 5ish time do we want to try and hit city hall before they close i think
2: as you say this you hear a kind of a a noise and you turn to see the group of three santa clauses and two of them are kind of stumbly but one of them is now up and erect and pointing a finger at you. And it's talking in this voice that just doesn't feel right for the figure.
3: You will give up the dagger and desist immediately.
5: I believe he's talking to you, Donnie.
2: I'm still carrying my pizza that uh, was delivered to me earlier. No, I... it was a can of sardines. You asked for oh. a large anchovies. You asked for a large anchovy. You didn't say pizza, so the guy got you a large thing. Of anchovies. Oh, I, tra- I tried to say a large anchovy and jalapeno, so sure. he just sure. didn't, he didn't so, so he got, can, got yeah. a large jalapeno, and he's got you a can of whatever. You didn't say a pizza. I would not have thought that was a pizza combination. So <laughs> you have those random ass things.
4: I'm kind of trying to borrow from Shaggy there with the weird
3: food. Got it. Yeah. Well, you have it. <clears throat> so Leave my hunting ground and I may forget
2: this trespass.
0: And just who the hell do you think you are?
2: I am that was
3: and that shall be I am the harbinger. Oh, is you one of them? Them, like that, uh, that French cartoon guy, Ublix. That who you is? <laughs> uh, how dare you? Don't respect my authority. <laughs> I will eat your brains.
2: I will unmake your memories.
1: I
3: heard you believe that Isaac Newton never existed. This conversation is hurting
2: my head. And I am only a brain. Kill them. And the, the Santa Claus is in front of you actually start vomiting up Uh, basically candy cane-like globs that they take and they basically start throwing this at you guys. So we are now in combat. So the way combat works is um, you, the players, are going to be making different roles depending on what you're trying to do. So in this case, it's typically going to be kick some ass, protect read a bad situation um maybe act under pressure and then use magic i don't ever get to go every time you guys take an action one of the monsters has a reaction to you and your dice roll so do any of you think you have an idea of how you'd react to uh ooze clone Santa Clauses attacking
3: you with peppermint slime. I think, like, I visioned this, we were kind of walking across the parking lot
0: to where we left the van. Correct. And, you know, Donnie carries a ball bat, but you don't carry a ball bat in your coat because it just doesn't fit.
3: So... I think at this point, Donnie's like. Thinking he's going to whip open the door and grab his ball bat. Sure. And. Um,
0: you know. I don't know. Again, uh, not that familiar with the system, you know, like.
2: So flurry to just describe narratively what you want to do, and I'll tell you how it works.
0: Um, but I think he's like, you know kind of reaching for the ball bat and like if they're actively like throwing this at him uh i can see him like making like some sort of smart ass comment and and trying to hit it back at them it's like i don't know it just feels like to me like maybe the in these giant peppermint candies that are flying yeah
3: too.
2: yeah totally yeah they're like these like basically giant those like weird peppermint candy balls you sometimes get at restaurants and they're just being hurled at you like just giant snowballs. You know, one of them is kind of like almost making a sword out of it. Like it's just like weird. It smells like peppermint. It's a weird thing. So, um totally that's a doable thing. One of the things I want to acknowledge is is in this system, you need to learn about the weaknesses of the monster that you are fighting. And that's usually done with investigate a mystery or potentially read a bad situation, and that's basically the idea that you have to learn what its vulnerabilities are. So even if you kill it, quote unquote, you still have to use its vulnerability to remove it, because otherwise it just escapes. So yeah, I love this thing. I see like you guys were basically like getting to the car, you know, like oh I wanted a pizza and I didn't get one. Oh you know like we should go to town hall, and then suddenly this. Monster, like, yells at you. And you see when it kind of is no longer possessed and goes back to being this clone. And, yeah, you totally grab this bat, and you just are able to swing. So make me a uh, kick some ass. Um, So this is going to be a tough roll.
3: I believe, yeah, it's an even roll. And yeah, uh, not so well. Oof. Yeah. So you, you you
2: wind up with your bat and you go to swing and you you mistime it. You clip it and the ball actually ends up smashing into your leg. And as it hits, it splinters and, and your entire leg is almost encased in this candy cane-like substance. It is going to do uh, two damage. Um, do you have any armor? I don't remember if you have no, armor on your gear. Or. Even... Not um, my gear. Got it. So then on your character sheet, there should be, what is it called? The harm track? Harm track. So you take two harm. And remember, you failed a roll, so you also get
3: one experience. Oh. oh wait.
2: Um, so right below the harm track is the experience track. Cool. And as this hits your leg and starts like solidifying around it, you feel one of your memories start to dissolve and disappear from you. Almost as if this attack is draining it from you. Donnie, what
3: is the memory that you lose? I'm thinking, um, just cause Polish
0: town's such a big thing. One of the things Donnie really enjoyed when he was like kind of a teenager is the local sports team did like pierogi races
3: cool. and he got to participate. Cool. But now that's leaving. Yeah, I love that. So I think
2: you kind of like, you're left, it's like one of those times where you like, you know you remember something, but you can't remember the details. And you like, remember being happy and you kind of almost remember the smell of the pierogi and the emotions, but like the details are just
3: gone from you. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Who wants to go next? Um, So
4: I haven't gotten... uh... Anything out of the van because you know that's where my weapons stay, but uh, Donnie's getting attacked and I still got my anchovies, so I'm to uh, what could go wrong and charge into danger and uh, hey, leave Donnie alone and I'm gonna fling the jar open the jar and fling all the uh, the jar and all the anchovies at the Santa.
2: Got it, um, so. This to me sounds like more of you're trying to protect someone else than you're trying to necessarily do damage. Is that an accurate statement?
3: I mean, you know a little about
2: Well, I need you to tell me if you're trying to kick some ass or trying to protect someone. Those are the two different options.
4: I mean, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to uh pro- I guess protect him by trying to get them away from him.
2: OK, so let's go with a protect someone role. So that's going to be a, a 2d6 plus your
3: tough. OK, 2d6 plus. Perfectly average. 7, perfect. All
2: right, so your options are um, you are basically able to protect this person moderately well. Um, but, uh, they will still suffer some of the harm. Um, so you are able to reduce the damage
3: that Donnie just took by one. And you will take it instead. So we
2: see um, EJ kind of, like, run up through the snow, tear open this giant tin of sardines, and just throw it squarely in the face of two of these Santas. Cool. Uh, who else is going?
4: They're not going to be able to sneak up on anybody.
2: I <laughs> guess. You know what probably is a horrible combination is minty candy cane and anchovies, sardines, canned fish. Like that's just a horrible mix.
4: I mean, I'm definitely not eating that.
2: Hope not. Otherwise we'd be having a different conversation. Uh all right. Uh Victor and Peter, what are you guys doing?
5: Victor go, like, goes ahead and, and and charges the it's like the third santa because there are three of them right yep and i'm gonna kick some ass
3: cool um describe can
2: you give me a little bit more of a narrative because i'm still trying to understand um victor as a monstrous so like how do they kind of look while they're doing this
5: it's like he kind of it's like hunches over and and runs on on all fours and then leaps it's like I had the claws come out of his hands and thing goes that way, basically like pouncing.
3: Very cool. All right. Um, Then go ahead and make a kick some ass roll for me. Eight. Perfect. And
2: you brought teeth and claws. I'm sorry, so were you doing a teeth attack or a claw attack?
5: Claw attack. All
2: right, so claw attack is less damage than your teeth attack.
5: Yeah, but I don't have to be, like, intimate with them. I have to be, like, almost caressing them in order for the teeth attack to work.
2: Got it. A teeth attack is, like, hugging someone. Um, Or claw attack would be kind of, like, arm distant. So kind of like a fist fight type thing. Cool. Cool. Alrighty. Yeah, so you you kind of run up, you're kind of that loping lo, uh, run, and you kind of jump up out of the snow and just like slash this thing across, doing a ton of damage. You said you did an eight? Yep. And that was plus your tough?
5: That was, the, I have a tough zero. I, I chose the one that has tough zero, but had the other stats. Got it. And I get unholy strength and, and use weird as soon as I Got get an no upgrade.
2: Got it. Okay, so you rend this thing, and as you slice through it, there's less resistance than you would expect, and instead ooze, kind of like, you almost tear away some ooze, and the Santa actually seems to shrink a little bit as you've removed that from its person. But as you tear through it, it is able to hit you back um, with uh, basically just a slight swipe of its arm, and you are going to take one damage.
5: Good. I take zero then.
2: Oh, you have armor.
5: Uh, no, I have a. Let me take get get the name of the. Ability.
2: Oh, oh no no. You're right. You have the what was it?
5: Um, the,
2: immortality.
5: Immortality. Yeah.
2: Love it. Cool. Yeah. So it goes to hit you, Oof. and and just like ricochets off, not doing any damage to you. Peter, what are you doing? As this hail of candy cane sludge is flying all around you.
1: Uh, I think Peter's gonna go ahead and, um, just sort of spew a little smoke out into his hand as he pulls his 38, and he's gonna do the big whammy on the third snowman in the middle. I uh, love it. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that. It'll roll with my weird instead of my tough.
2: Love
3: that. And. Yeah, that's a seven. So that's
2: so you're still hitting, yeah, um, and you are avoiding magic backlash, which is really good because magic backlash is pretty intense. Yep, um, and I
1: ignore armor,
2: so you're doing two damage. Uh cool. Um, so yeah, so you, you pull out your gun and smoke is kind of like hovering all over it. And as you shoot, you're almost shooting more of like a smoke bullet than actual bullets. And it you see it Puncture through this thing, and there's this spray of ooze behind it. And you hit it a couple times, and each time you hit it, the monster's kind of you know jerking back a little bit. Um, it does manage to throw some slime at you, and it catches you on your shoulder. You're gonna take one damage, and you also are losing a memory.
3: What memory are you losing? I don't know. I think he's losing one of the memories, like, from from before he was with Yuri. Yeah, cool. Uh,
2: yeah, so, you know, it, it's like there, but you just can't quite remember it. It's kind of faded from your thoughts. Um, So the Santas are shambling, the other two that are not engaged with Victor shamble closer, continuing to throw these slime balls of candy cane. Uh, What do people want to do? So again, just, you know, we can continue kicking some ass. Um, You can try to read a bad situation. Um, you can uh, potentially act under pressure, or if someone wants to investigate a mystery to kind of figure out how to damage
3: these people, those are all options. I'll do investigating. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um. So, go ahead and make me a role. Kind of narratively, what is EJ doing?
3: Um.
4: I'm. Trying to figure out, you know, with the things I've seen, like what seems to have been affecting them. If You know, I can maybe figure out, you know, if there's something that we can else we can do that that will uh,
3: work better. Love it. Cool. Go ahead and make me a sharp roll, please. Wow, you guys are rolling a lot of sevens. That's very anticlimactic.
2: Um all right. So as you're kind of as you know, you've run up, you've thrown this can of sardines in this guy's face um and you're kind of like trying to stay out of the way and just kind of watching the battle as it unfolds. Um you are able to see that the bullets seem to do less damage than the sonic impact of the bullets to the creature. You also get the sense that um, these are very much psychic beings in the way that they're eating memories, and
3: that they would be sensitive to a psychic attack as well. Uh, does EJ kind of share this information with everyone? Yeah, um,
4: and I, getting the idea of of sound, I'm trying to look around and see if there's like a megaphone or something nearby.
2: Well, I think your team also might have ways of doing stuff like that as well. So, so I think we kind of hear. I think we kind of see EJ kind of get out of the way. Is kind of like looking, and you hear him kind of. Hey, hey, guys, it, it, it seems that sonic vibrations and maybe some psychic uh, powers might hurt these things.
3: W- what, what can you guys do? So what can the rest of the group do? Hmm. So I have an idea for something that I think Donnie would do, but it doesn't really tie into that. Doesn't matter.
2: You can do whatever the heck you want. I'm just putting opportunities in front of you.
0: So I think Donnie kind of realizes that, okay, well, that doesn't. But this knife that Vic just gave me a second ago is weird, and they want it so he kind of reaches into you know inside his jacket grabs it and kind of like pulls it out of the wrap you know like very you know tommy lee jones steven seagal and under siege and it's like you want the knife fine and just like you know does it like a lunge thing at Love one it. of them with the <laughs> with the blade which Love i guess it. still goes to kick some ass but
2: correct it does which is um,
0: tough which is, yeah, straight roll.
2: But I'm going to give you a plus one for using the knife. The knife is kind of, you feel almost kind of like
3: guiding your strike a little bit. Damn. Uh, So, Steve, not that That I'm telling you.
2: Now, I'm not saying you need to, but there is the mechanic of luck. Which you can use to say that you rolled a twelve on that roll um, instead of a three on that (laughs) roll.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking this seems like a good time to use a luck point.
2: I'm thinking this is a great
3: time to use that. So I think, yeah, I'll I'll mark that. So all right. So
2: that said, um, crooked special. When you spend a luck point, someone from your past will reappear in your life soon. So that's going to be fun to play with. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, you pull out this knife and you're kind of like dodging these just like almost candy cane snowball things. And you get in close and you initially swing and miss but you somehow stumble and jab one of these creatures with a knife and you hear it kind of go and it pops and the entire and you're kind of covered in ooze but the mon- and very minty candy cane smelling ooze is now all over you but that one clone is gone and it's almost like it's its psychic energy has been absorbed in the knife and you kind of feel like the knife might be holding some memories in it.
3: Um, cool. Um, who is next? Donnie, you're going to have to roll around in the snow or something before you get in my van. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: we'll deal with that when the Santa I, the Wacko I, is.
5: I want to trip up. It's like the the Santa that I'm fighting. Uh, to get get it ready for Donnie to to stab it with the with the, the dagger, seeing that that really worked. Sure. So is that still like a, like a kicks some ass roll, but I'm hoping to get a success to the point to where it helps someone else.
2: Got it. Yeah. So there's a little bit of different ways that this could work. There is a help out. Um, so when you help another hunter, you roll a cool roll. Um, on a ten plus, you grant a one plus. To their uh, their role, um, or on a seven to nine, your help grants a plus one, but you expose yourself to trouble or danger, so you would take damage. Um, so if you're wanting to just sense, yeah help, that's the role. If you're wanting to kind of like physically maneuver
3: them down, that would be more kick some ass. All right. So, go ahead and make your roll. Four. got a four. So, um, instead of being able to help, you actually are slammed
2: by one of these candy cane snowballs, and it just strikes you in the shoulder, bouncing off. Um, You are going to be losing a memory, but not Taking damage because you have plus one armor. Um, so what memory does Victor lose?
5: His first kiss.
2: Whoa, that's like what thousand years ago?
5: It it's 112 years ago, thank you.
2: 112? Gotcha. Okay, my bad. I forgot how
3: canonically old your character was. I didn't say Love it. Cool. Uh, Other Steve, um,
2: if you're still with us. uh, Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. No, I do not care if your camera's on. Just wasn't sure. I know you had a long day, so whatever you (laughs) got to do. This is a moment that if you're interested, you could potentially make a magic check to do a psychic attack. Or you could keep shooting them with your gun, because that was also pretty cool.
1: I think I'm going to go ahead and do the magic check at this point. Sort of realizing, seeing the like expanded holes from where the shots went through and just being like, yeah, that's not working.
2: I can't remember what moves you took as a character either. Could you remind uh, me? The
1: moves I have are Hex, the Sight, and Big Whammy. Gotcha.
2: Then Hex is totally applicable right okay. now. Okay. Because uh, they are gone. also vulnerable, actually, to fire as well. So I feel like you'd definitely be able to hex them.
3: Six
1: plus two for a use magic. Correct. That's a nine. Perfect.
3: Um,
2: do you feel like describing what happens, or would you like me to?
1: I think. Um, I think with hex in particular. He's sort of, especially because he hasn't gotten any sort of smoking implement out, mm. he just sort of starts, like, muttering and uttering smoke from his mouth as it, like, travels Ooh, out. yeah. And over to the one he had shot previously.
2: Love that. Um, yeah, I think you know the the bullets kind of left some smoky residue in the wounds and you reach out that smoke kind of like conjoins with those wounds and then they kind of contract down and then pop open and just like shatter this thing and it just also just kind of turns to just ooze and collapses to the ground love it um the last monster the one facing victor um kind of lets out a a howl and it reaches his hands into his mouth and pulls them out with candy cane claws and starts stalking towards donnie with the dagger almost just absent-mindedly batting aside victor as if just not even caring that you just ripped him apart and is coming at donnie um Technically, EJ, you, you've gone the farthest uh, or the least recently. If you have something you'd like to do, otherwise this thing is going to definitely go at Donnie. Um, I'm pretty
4: close to Donnie. Can I go
3: Donnie, the knife, and grab it from him and, and uh, stab him? Up to Donnie.
0: Sure. Yeah, Donnie just sort of does this kind of flip thing and, Tosses it to you, you know, like kind of like and it's handle first. and so you can just kind of grab and and strike in one motion,
2: yep. Have you guys watched uh, old guard, Netflix movie? Uh, They have some of the most amazing choreographed fights. It's from a comic book, but they do a lot of shit like that. They're basically immortals that have fought together for lots of years. So they're constantly just like, as they're fighting, just like randomly like passing stuff and someone else is there taking it. It's some of the most beautiful choreograph. Nice. Um, Make me a help out role though, Donnie, because I think you're definitely helping out EJ in this moment. Okay.
3: And EJ, what's your weird rating? My weird is. E- I'm sorry, I missed that number. Zero. Zero? Okay. Hey, that's a 10. Yay.
2: Nice. So, EJ, you are able to catch this knife out of the air. Make me a kick some ass, and you get a plus one because Donnie's badass toss. All right. So, kick some ass is a tough. Oh, wait. And uh, plus one from Victor's help out also, right? And plus one from the knife? Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, plus no. one from the knife, too. Sorry, I did canonically make that a thing. But Victor also tried to help out earlier um, as well. So you get a plus one from him, too.
4: Okay, so my tough and three plus, plus one. Yeah. Okay,
5: that's so it.
2: that's that's 2d6 plus four. That is a crazy roll. I shouldn't have made the knife so powerful. Got a tip. Which means I actually rolled rolled a six, is the funny thing. I keep rolling (laughs) six. Yeah. So you are, I think you might even be behind this monster as it's stalking towards Donnie, and you catch the dagger and slam it into its back, slicing it down, and it kind of like splits open and then does that like kind of like implosion pop. And you too now are covered in ooze and you suddenly become aware of memories. It's almost like the dagger is absorbing memories from the ooze clones that it kills. And that is the end of the combat. Um so uh you uh two of the four are covered in peppermint smelling ooze you have learned that the governor's office is somehow involved and that this dagger is insanely powerful and seems to be holding knowledge that an object should not be able to retain and i think this is a great moment for us to close this session do you want to see those character intros get re-edited back
0: i, can I don't pull think a lot of the um session zero
2: um what I was also thinking is is well, I, I hear what you're saying Steve um and if people want to I think a quick simple introduction of their character I think can be really helpful like a lot of different shows has been, is like hey I'm this person I'm going to be playing Donnie Kawakowski um I am a crook um that you know and just like a simple back thing you know if if editing is you know just to give you something simple and basic because also that way you can potentially put that at the beginning of each episode. Nice, simple, sweet. I don't think we'll do it tonight, because, sorry, young Steve had a long day and is tired, and I don't want to make him have to think more than he wants to. Um, And this will also give you guys a chance to kind of think a little bit about your character intros as well, just so you're not put on the spot.
0: Yeah, and honestly, even if you guys want to, I'm sure you've all got Audacity or GarageBand or whatever if you wanted to record something on your own and just send it to me via email or whatever, you could do it that way too if you wanted to.
4: Heck, we can all use the record option on like Facebook Messenger and
2: send you a message and you can save it. Don't be so smart. No one likes a show off.
0: Then I have to figure out how to import from Facebook Messenger.
2: <laughs> You'd have to make a Facebook account first, Steve. No, I have a Facebook account. Oh, yeah, sure. You remember the password?
0: Yes, it's my MySpace. I can't remember the password
5: for. Well, <laughs> this is perfect oh.
2: timing. I just ran out of sake. So I think this is a great moment to end this session. I was fun. Um, I do want to just do a quick debrief. Um, if people are burnt out and need to go, please feel free. I just want to make sure this was enjoyable, that you guys are enjoying the system, the story, all that stuff. You know, My feelings won't be hurt. You know, I really think it's important just to check in and make sure things are going okay. Um, so, uh, you know, Ricky, things you like, things you don't like.
5: I, I had fun. I, okay. I'm i liking the system. Cool. I'm liking the, the interaction and the, the improv. Cool. And, uh, we, we need to get, it's like the, the pacing is, is a problem, but that's because we're learning the system. So yeah. that's not really a, a, a thing you have to worry about there. I'm just pretty positive on this.
3: Cool. Is there anything I could do differently to help you function in this system better? If the answer is no, and that's I like fine. The tips, no.
5: So you've been giving us so far. I've cool. liked the tips. That's really helpful. Yeah. Again, yeah.
2: If, you, if you don't know the system, it's really hard to know how to use it. So.
5: Cool. Well,
1: yeah, it seems like a neat system. Real light. To, yes. To,
0: Add into kind of some things you touched on there. I think there's also that, you know, we are all learning the system. And there's also that where, like, to a certain point where we've all played together partially before, there's also that because I get the distinct impression, even during our session zero, that all four of us, or probably all five, actually, a lot of times tend to be, well, what does the group need? I'll play that character. Yes. And And so it's really weird when you all have to make a character and you're trying to figure out, because everyone's trying to figure out the hole to fill. And when you're all trying to find the hole, it's, it's this weird feeling out process, which I don't think, you know, it's nothing about, you know, you as a GM, I'm having a blast. So.
4: Well, yeah, like I, I know the kind of characters that Ricky likes to play. So it's like, well, if he's going to do that, I can probably safely go over this direction. And yeah.
2: Well and and I also and this isn't judgmental at all because there's different styles of play and I'm going to fully acknowledge that I'm a rules lawyer which is like the most horrible version of players ever um but My- I think I think you guys are all also very hesitant to take the spotlight And so I think there's a lot of moments where you guys are starting to, like, really role play really well. And then you're kind of like, oh, I'm talking too much. I got to control my ADHD. So I'm going to stop talking now. And realistically, like, first off, if I didn't talk in a session, that would be an amazing session. I would would love that. Second off, I'm pretty, like, low key. Like, there are only certain things I might have to be like, actually, it's going to be a little more of this but you guys have a lot of freedom to kind of make up things. I just need to understand what your intent is because I think sometimes it's easy to say this happens and I don't know what you're trying to do, so it's hard for me to help empower and make that thing cool. Um but so don't be afraid from taking up the spotlight if you don't want it. That's totally cool. But, you know, The end of the day the more you guys talk and interact with each other the more i i have fun so don't worry about that again unless it's not enjoyable for you
0: no i think yeah you're hitting on i think all of us are 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 sort of trying to be conscious of of not so to speak hogging the show and it's creating those weird pauses of well um Who's going to say something? Because I just said something. It's someone else's turn. Well,
2: and and it's, it's my job as the GM, in my mm-hmm. opinion, to help ensure that everyone has moments in the spotlight. And I think it's your guys' job as players, when someone is having a moment in the spotlight, to do things to make that cooler. So, you know, to pick a little bit on Peter, like when Peter's doing this, like, mystical shit, like... You know, you guys probably haven't seen a lot of that before. So there are little things you could be doing to make that cooler. Um, Or like when the dagger happened, I think you guys acknowledge that uniqueness. And that's not stealing the spotlight. It's enhancing it and helping that be more of a thing. Or, like, if you guys, or I feel like um, Hagen, you kind of did this when you're like, oh, Donnie's got a dagger that can do something. How can I make that work better? You were really trying to facilitate that moment for him. And those are the moments where like role playing can become really fun because it's not about you being the spotlight, it's about you creating this awesome moment that then can happen.
4: Well, the way that I tried to design the character was like a braver version of Shaggy. And if you look 100%. at the abilities that I chose, it was things to like go into combat, like help people and protect yep. and whatever. So that, you know, I went for a braver Shaggy. So far, it's doing really good. And I had like the dopest save there at
2: the end. So 100%. that was awesome. 100%. That said, uh, what can I do better so that it's easier for you to play or exist in this role playing space?
4: I think things are going fine so far,
2: um, okay. you know, um, And I do have to go because I think we're doing uh, family photos. Well, I've, there's been flashing in your background, so something weird is happening it's photos. So yeah, cool. no, the, she's doing stuff with the kids, uh, but she all wanted good. to make sure I was in some of them. So happy <laughs> holidays, sir. I hope you have a yep. lovely time. Yep. Bye now.
0: Happy holidays. Congratulations. All that other stuff.
2: Oh yes. Yeah, uh, I'm engaged now. Oh, and, congratulations! Uh, controlling our, our ADHD. I started medication last week. Hey! <laughs> Woo! Well, look, when you need your best men to show up, just let us know. We'll do our best to get the middle of fuck nowhere that you live. See you, man. Take Steve care. Lives. All right, talk to you. <laughs> All right, take care. Uh, Steve's, what went well for you guys? Went, went bad? Is there anything that we could do differently to make it more enjoyable?
1: I'm just glad that I managed to wake up from my nap to be on. I was hey, like
2: Um, Steve, I I think you do a phenomenal job with improving and coming up with really cool shit. So I tend to set you up to do that because it's just so much fun to listen to it. I'm well, sorry. And if it's too much, let me No, know.
1: it's it's fine. It's like we were talking about a little bit ago about not wanting to hog the spotlight. Yep. I I, I try to do as like little purple like i try to make it as purple but as little pros as i can <laughs>
2: you know and but i hear what you're saying and realistically going forwards i make one i might make one of the other players be yuri you know and because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know there's only some data that i'm gonna have to backfeed. but right. so the, those are great moments for people to still be active and engaged um even if it's not necessarily as their character so if it's fun for you please feel free to do it if it's not fun for you don't do it um but again if there's anything i can do to help with that let me know cuz at the end of the day we want this to be fun yeah, yeah no i
1: think i think it's
2: good perfect cool old steve what do you got
0: i mean i've kind of i feel like i've sort of steved my character what and, no no steve will understand what i'm talking about because like the 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 concept that's in my head is that Donnie did you pull is, me yeah that's what i'm saying
1: okay i was confused you said steve did i was like do he mean he's just playing his normal character type what does <laughs> no he's pulled of me he, he's built a character that in his mind wants to do one thing but is skilled in a completely opposite direction <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant you built yourself <laughs>
0: Since no, you're no. on a
3: flip phone. No, <laughs> chatting. Like,
0: like, like Donnie is. Uh, I, I, I'm I, having this urge to play him is almost comically unaware and clueless about the supernatural. Sure. You know what I mean? Which doesn't kind of fit with the theme of the game, but. You know what I mean? Like, like he's sort of like the face of this group, and he knows this shit exists, but he doesn't know anything, and so he kind of comes across as a dumbass when it comes to supernatural stuff,
5: even though he's actually a pretty sharp guy. Yeah, do it. Um, could be a daddy I mean, Thomas. He make could be making it like that. That, that this oozes. It is definitely just blood. It's just weirdly colored blood, man.
2: This is like a, a new Christmas gift, right? This is a thing the kids want these days. Um, You know, the only thing I'm going to throw out there, Steve, um, first off, that totally works because, again, you don't need to please me. You know, again, this is another one of those, I got to fill the hole in the group. I can't talk too much. I got to fit the GM's, like, setting. You guys literally built the setting. So, you know, quite frankly, if you say it works, it works. But the other thing to be mindful of is, is uh, we have Hagen playing a mundane, so literally someone who is a normalist straight. Um, So his character is based around having no concept of the magical. So I think what could be more interesting is if your character knows like part of the magical really well, so then has these blind spots for other areas. Like, oh yeah, you know, I know all about magical items, but wait. My best friend is able to cast spells? Like, what? Like, he has smoke around? Like, so being more specific with it, I think let your character have better content or concepts or moments.
0: Fair.
3: Okay, so more of like, like he's cognizantly aware of it, but...
2: Has big holes.
0: More like he he knows that people know things, but he doesn't know them himself.
2: Or, what about this? You know, maybe some of your contacts are occults. You know, maybe you have a couple spirits or maybe a couple fairies or maybe a couple demons that are actually contacts for you. Um, and so you know like that stuff really well. You know, you're gonna know objects because you can make money off of them and they have value but you're not necessarily gonna know all, and you have like some idea of Avalon, but you're not gonna know power structures or you're not gonna actually know how magic actually works. You just, you know, oh, that's valuable. I can sell it for more money, but I have no clue what actually the nuts and bolts are. And, you know, once you kind of, like, narrow that down a little bit, then that gives your character this more unique kind of fun feel and will let you lean into that and make narrative moments more. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that, that's kind of, like, where you, that's where I was kind of a little... Because I felt myself kind of wanting to go down that almost mundane route and sure. it didn't quite feel right, Yeah, if that made sense.
2: No, I, I definitely see your character as being a mover and the shaker and therefore moves and shakes in only certain areas and then has no idea about other areas
0: but does not at all like well he'll say shit that makes it obvious he doesn't have a clue in those areas he won't admit it oh no no no
2: no 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 he could never admit it So yeah, so thinking about kind of like those nuances are what are going to give your character some better depth and make them a little bit more fun to play. And then if I know about them, then I can put moments in place where your character's going to have to respond and be like, hey, like I chose a bronze dagger because I forgot that we had changed weaknesses. <laughs> so I purposely put something in place that could kill one of the team. But you guys need the dagger to complete the mission. So that's such this great conflict. For you guys to play around, mm-hmm. cool. Um, but is there anything I can do differently to help or facilitate gameplay for you?
0: I don't think so. I mean, like I'm very happy with with you know what we did. Um, oh,
2: and I think you two definitely stepped up and did most of the role playing. I know Hagen was distracted with a kid and Steve was mostly asleep, so I'm not trying to like be negative about them. But I think you guys did a great job. Thank you. And I also feel like
1: intro and outro music by the band 12 noon. You can email us at me and Steve at gmail.com can find us on Twitter at and RPGs. Find us on Facebook at me and Steve podcast on discord at me and Steve RPGs. And as always, all of these links are in the show notes. Thank you and be kind to one another.
5: How much for the cigar? Cigar,
1: 20 bucks, dog. You gotta go down the street to the store and buy that.